Digital Marketing News with Yoko CEO covers the most important news for busy professionals in the digital marketing space with your hosts, Chris Yoko and Max Lawler. Hello and welcome to our very special 2014 Year in Review wrap-up episode. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm here with my co-host, Max. Hey, Chris. Today, we're going to take a look at the top stories we covered in the past year and make a couple of predictions about 2015. I'm personally going with flying cars all the way. I am absolutely positive you are correct. That said, let's take a look at some of our top stories from this year. Smartwatches, smartwatches, smartwatches. Maybe you should say it just one more time. Smart, wait for it, watches. When it comes to gadgets, there's no doubt that 2014 was the year of the smartwatch. From Samsung Wear, Pebble, and the Moto 360 to the Apple Watch, which technically isn't even out until 2015, one of the biggest challenges, or opportunities, depending on how you look at it, introduced by these wrist-worn computers was the need for content optimized for a teeny tiny screen. And while there are exceptions, I think what we found so far, at least by the direction app developers have taken, is that a one-inch screen usually isn't enough for a standalone app. Instead, smartwatches have proven to be great companion devices for smartphones and computers, having been granted the ability to do things like control a go-to-meeting or a PowerPoint-style presentation. Or relay activity and fitness information to Apple HealthKit or Google Fit so you can track your health over time. In 2015, as smartwatches become more ubiquitous, we're likely going to see more apps expand outside of the box, or phone as it were, and take advantage of the unique controls that the smartwatches offer. Plus, the tight health integration could very well be the key thing that ushers in the era of biotech to the everyday consumer marketplace, making our devices even more personal. This year has been one to remember when it comes to vulnerabilities, from major bugs like Heartbleed to the countless minor glitches, hacks, and exploits that affected a myriad of systems and platforms. The seemingly endless string of issues simply point out that in today's world, with our increasing reliance on software and faster version iterations, it's an unfortunate side effect that security gaps will continue to be an issue, as will the people who exploit them. Fortunately, almost as quickly as these issues arose, patches were put in place and new versions were released. Some major players also turned an eye to the future with the intent to minimize these threat vulnerabilities down the road. Google announced that they would start including SSL as a part of their ranking algorithm, immediately putting pressure on the market to evolve. Earlier this year, I ranted about Google's decision, frustrated that it would add cost and tilt the ground against the little guys. Thankfully, Mozilla and the Electronic Frontier Foundation stepped up in a big way by backing Let's Encrypt, who is keeping the ground level, by offering free SSL certificates to everyone. Let's Encrypt certificates will be available in the summer of 2015. Their arrival will serve as the beginning of a new generation of the web, in which encryption is considered the standard, not an extra. This past year, a debate has raged regarding the right to be forgotten, the ruling by the EU judicial system that allows people to request that certain results about them be erased from Google. Even though the court ruled a decision, discussion has continued. At what point does this violate personal privacy? And on the other hand, at what point does it violate the freedom of information and speech? Some people are even suggesting that the right to be forgotten become a global initiative. There's no absolutely clear-cut right choice here. And that's why in 2015, as search engines learn more and more about our personal lives, we expect this to become a very prevalent point of contention. We've started to consider things like Google search results to almost be a right, 
Many of us feel we should be able to find out anything about anything with a few taps of a keyboard. But privacy is a concern too, and eventually, though maybe not in 2015, we'll find the limit and decide as a society just how much privacy we're all entitled to. The last item on today's list is mobile payments. 2014 introduced some revolutionary changes to the way we pay for things. PayPal here continued to grow, Google Wallet got an overhaul, and Apple unveiled Apple Pay, which quickly rolled out with some of the nation's largest banking partners. Customer adoption hasn't lagged far behind. What used to seem like science fiction is now very much a reality. Paying with a smartphone is now commonplace at many retailers and is continuing to grow. And startups like Level Up and Padient have joined the fray, looking to become a part of in-person payments. Plus, a host of others have taken root aiming to help customers pay online or transfer funds, including old standbys like Stripe, newer entries like Douala, and everyone's favorite polarizing digital currency, Bitcoin. This year's advances point towards refinement that will take place in 2015 as people get more comfortable with these technologies. However, there is one major player who hasn't done anything in 2014, but might do something in 2015. The U.S. government. Laws have always trailed behind innovation, and that's never been more apparent than it is with technology. But it won't be surprising to see some laws come into play that aim to make this evolving field safer for both the end users and the merchants. It'll also be interesting to see if the government starts to announce their active involvement in digital payments and currencies. If Iowa as a state can manage to get their citizens' IDs digitized in an app, it doesn't seem a far cry to imagine that the U.S. can take steps in digitizing its currency. And perhaps instead of paying transaction fees to all these third-party platforms, our monetary exchange will be paid for as it always has, with taxes. And that, dear listeners, wraps up everything we've got for you this year. We'll be back in the future, the year 2015, if podcasts haven't already been replaced by whatever their future counterpart is. Matrix code, maybe? Have a great holiday and a happy new year. Digital Marketing News with Yoko CO is hosted by Chris Yoko and Max Lawler, with new episodes released every week. If you have a tip to share or a question for the show, send an email to questions at yokoco.com.